everybody. Welcome to the Phases Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Well, you know, if you had a, one of those little postcards, you know, me being a, a Bruce Springsteen fan, remember greetings from Asbury Park. Well, I would have looked at last Friday as greetings from Jackson Hole, but then perhaps see you in September. You know, there's no doubt last week's Jackson Hole speech from Fed Chairman Jay Powell was probably one of the most anticipated events of the year for the financial markets. And, you know, it, it had been assumed going in, and, and rightfully so, that Powell would offer the market some type of guidance regarding the timing of an eventual taper program from the policymakers themselves. And he did not disappoint on that front. But given the Fed's prior forward guidance on the topic, I didn't really see anything groundbreaking in his actual text. And if you had actually just read the July FOMC minutes, as long as with some other Fed speak, you probably could have written the Jackson Hole speech for Powell all by yourself. And while it's not perhaps verbatim, this is exactly what Powell's message was. In other words, now, unless the Delta variant results in a visible negative effect on the economy, he feels, quote, it could be appropriate to start reducing the pace of asset purchases this year, end quote. And he feels that substantial further progress, in other words, the test has been met for inflation and there's also been clear progress towards maximum employment. This is almost identical language to what you saw in the July FOMC minute. So it's time to turn the page. Okay. All right. We've got we've got taper now in, in our back pocket. Uh, it looks like you could get an announcement. It depends, right? Let's see on the jobs report. Maybe as soon as the September 22nd FOMC meeting, certainly no later than November. And it looks like it is going to happen this year. So I say turning that next page to argue, arguably the more important part of the Fed's exit strategy, and that's the first rate hike. And on this front, Powell made sure to couch his remarks a bit more and emphasize two points. First one, tapering is not going to be intended to carry any direct signal regarding the timing of interest rate liftoff, to use his language. And once again, quote, we have much ground to cover to reach maximum employment. That's the key criteria right there for rate hikes to commence, the maximum employment. And we're going to see how that is actually defined in the coming months from the Fed. So basically, Fed policy has now become extra data dependent as it relates to future jobs reports. And on this front, for those of you who might remember, and I'm going back to the good old days, when the uh, monthly employment report was must-see TV, if you remember that. And in order for the policymakers to feel comfortable regarding liftoff or that first rate hike, it's no doubt going to take a sustained period of solid jobs numbers that brings non-farm payrolls back to and perhaps above their pre-pandemic levels, which right now we're still have only recouped 75% of those job losses we saw in March and April of last year. And with that, of course, the decline that should be coming for the unemployment rate. So that brings us to the September 22nd Fed meeting, um, less than a month away. You know, here we are once again. Geez, can you believe it? We're in the month of September and there's going to be a new batch of blue dots. Remember those Fed's rate hike forecasts? They're going to be available. And we, we need only three members to ship those dots to make the Fed's median estimate for that first rate hike to be next year. And I think this is going to be where the bond market's focus is going to be going forward. And just consider this, right? We're always looking at the Treasury 10-year yield, but the Treasury 5-year note 
is really often viewed as the fulcrum in a rate discussion. And, you know, as I'm speaking to you now, the yield's only about 15 basis points below the April high of 0.98%. If you look at the 10-year yield, you're still some 40 basis po uh, points below its peak. So I think what the market's telling you is they're pointing in the direction of where rates are going to be headed later this year and into 2022. So rate hedging, once again, going to continue to pound the table on that should remain a key aspect to bond portfolios because, you know, in my estimation, rates are going higher. It's more a matter of when and not if. So I'm going to close it out there. I hope everybody has a great, great, great Labor Day weekend. We'll hit the ground running next week to end Q3, moving into Q4. Football season started. Hope everybody's doing great out there and be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.